Welcome to the Living in Portland, Oregon podcast with your hosts, Jesse Ray Dow and Jackson Ray Wilkie with the Real Agent Now Group. Real Agent Now Group. From morning coffee to those nighttime brewskis, they are here to tell you what it's like to eat, sleep, drink, play, work, and live in the Rose City. What's up, everybody? This is Jackson Wilkie with the Real Agent Now Group right here in the Portland Metro. And we are going to do another episode of the podcast talking about the housing market and what the heck is up with all the different price per square foot. Um, It really depends on where you're at, especially over on the east side, northeast and southeast. You can literally find homes that are next door to each other. that are hundreds of thousands of dollars in difference. Um, And you're going to see major variations in the price per square foot. So this is a question we get all the time. And Jesse's really going to dive in and let you know the difference why certain houses and um, you know the three factors that really pay into the price per square foot so anyways uh, if you ever need us if you're moving relocating here make sure you reach out to us shoot us a text give us a call day nights weekends we got your back when moving to the portland metro all right let's jump into this episode all right i'm going to just get it right over here first and foremost you have a rule three things when it comes to price per square foot what are those things man condition Location and price, CLP. Location is number one. People are looking northeast, southeast, wherever, but what's up with the location and the price per square foot? As you've probably seen and done your research on Portland, you're looking at all these different neighborhoods that the price per square foot is not cookie cutter. And the primary reason for this is because Portland is very walkable. There's also a lot of different segmented neighborhoods. So you have like Alberta Arch, you got Alameda, you got Lentz, Buckman, Richmond, Burns, you got the Pearl District. So, I mean, when you're looking at every single neighborhood, every little hood is going to have its own average price per square foot. So that's all going to be based on schools, walkability, public access. Are you on a main road? Are you on a bus line? What's the uh, style of home? Is it a four square? Is it a two door? Is it a traditional? Is it a garage tuck under? Does it have a garage? Does it have an ADU? And then there's the bedroom layout. People actually want to be on the same level as their children. So therefore, if you have a house and all the bedrooms are on different levels, that is a undesirable floor plan. But if you have a house that has three bedrooms upstairs, guess what, or three bedrooms on the main, that is a highly desirable floor plan. But if you only have one bathroom, that's not as good as having a master bedroom with a bathroom and an additional bathroom. So all these things go into factoring and pricing your home. So there's just so much that goes into this. That is why a house might sell for say 250 square feet and then the next door neighbor's house might have sold for $350 a square foot. These houses are not cookie cutter and they are all individualized. However, if you buy a condo, a townhouse, or even in a track home out on the west side, a lot of those houses should be price per square foot almost identical. You know, in the condo world, you know you're gonna it's gonna come down to views, amenities, accessibility. But if it's in the same uh, condo complex, we should easily be able to figure out what the value of the condo is. Moving out to the west side, a lot of the d- developments are pretty similar. A lot of the same builders built in there. I mean, they all should be relatively close. The only thing that's gonna come in the price there is you know whether it's a three bedroom, four bedroom. You know, does it have a two-car garage, three-car garage? Is it got a huge lot? You know, all these things are so house-based that we really needed to look at every single house on a case-by-case basis. Yeah, so out there, like you said, on the west side, you will see a more similar square foot. The pricing can change because of schools and areas. 
But when you get to the east side, this is what we're talking about. We literally have so many buyers who are reaching out to us and, and they'll be like, hey, this house right here is like $100,000 less than that one. What's up with this? And it can literally be because it's closer to a better area or schools or walkability. So those are the things that, you know, we'll, we'll, when you reach out, we'll give you the information and insight on. But now location is huge, but condition, the condition of that house is going to dictate a lot of the square footage, the price per square footage. So go yep. into the condition. I see this all the time, primarily on the east side, is that, you know, whether it has all updated systems, you know, is the electrical updated, the plumbing, does it have uh, original hardwood floors? You know, because if somebody takes out those hardwood floors or lays laminate over the top, it becomes extremely undesirable. And a lot of people do not like that. They want that old world charm. Is the siding original, but been kept up in great condition? Does it have air conditioning? Does it have heat sources to every single room? Is the kitchen functional? Because back in the day when they were building these houses in the early 1900s, they were just trying to maximize space. And a lot of these houses only had one bathroom. So therefore, you know, it just really depends how the updating of the house has been and the quality of that updating as well. So that's really what it comes down to condition. Um, a lot of these houses too are built with uh, plaster. So a lot of consumers want that original plaster in the house. It's very hard to work with. So you need a professional that knows how to work with plaster. However, if you go over to the west side, a lot of these houses were built starting in like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So a lot of things are definitely updated or newer. But if not, we definitely can see, you know, what systems have been updated? Have they been keeping them up in great working condition? At the end of the day, we really rely heavily on our inspectors to walk to the house and point out, you know, all the things that are in great working condition and those items that need to be addressed. You know, we test for mold, we test for radon, we test the sewer lines, everything, whether it's brand new construction or not, we gotta make sure that we have your best interests in mind, so therefore you're not buying a lemon. All right, and again, I think we'll focus mainly on that east side, north, northeast, southeast, and it's gonna come down to the price. That's where you're gonna see the biggest swing in price. Again, the west side's gonna be a little more cookie cutter. You're gonna have a lot more similarities, so tell us the difference of like, you know, you got a million dollar house and a $300,000 house, that price per square foot won't be the same, will it? No, absolutely not. So land is always gonna have a flat rate. That's the only thing that we're not making more of in America. Even though we keep trying to find more land, it's just not coming about. So there's always a straight price for land value. And then you put your dwelling on top of that and that price per square foot, naturally, the bigger the house, the less per price per square foot it is. So we get a lot of people that see these like giant houses that are 4,000 square feet. They're like, hey, it's 129 a foot, but the house next door that's 1,200 square feet is three to 400 a square foot. And that's primarily the reason why. I will say, if you see a house on the east side that is extremely underpriced, there are agents in our market that will price a house under market value by about $100,000 just to create a bidding war. This gets the seller in a position where people are eliminated all their contingencies and it really, really just creates this massive excitement. Therefore, working with a professional like myself gives you an advantage because what I do is I research every single house that we put offers on to make sure we know what the house is actually valued at. And there's a appraisal done by our lenders to make sure you're not overpaying for a home because the last thing you wanna do is walk into a house with negative equity. So all these things are very important for us to get together on and make sure that you're buying a house that you really, really want. I will say with multiple offer situations, as long as our clients want the house, I guarantee you I can get you the house. Unless we are competing against cash offers and we are not a cash buyer. We have a great reputable image across the entire Portland Metro market and people know that we work with a lot of relocation clients so therefore they trust us. Because like I've said before in many other videos is that 
sellers have all the risk here in Oregon and they want to make sure that the buyers that are putting an offer on their house that they're going to work with are going to close in a timely manner and get to the finish line with a trusted team. So that's a lot of verbiage and this is something that, you know, obviously Jesse's going to help. We're, we're going to dissect these house, house by house, because it is different no matter where you go. And it's a huge deal. This could be you getting the house or not. And we want to really dive into this house and figure out why it's priced a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that gives us the best, most strong offer especially when you are relocating here. That's all we got for today. To learn more about Portland, make sure you hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. And make sure you check them out and subscribe to their YouTube channel, Living in Portland, Oregon, and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you are even thinking about moving or relocating to the Portland Metro or Southwest Washington, make sure to give them a call, shoot them a text, or send them an email because they got your back when moving to the Portland Metro.